This is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow, uh, with a special holiday party uh, podcast here for you guys. This is Team Spanos. I'm here with my boy Pete. Pete. Hola. ¿Cómo How's estás? Como está usted? Yeah, muy bien. Oh, sí, sí. Tranquilo, banquero. Okay, well. Um, we're having a good time here. <laughs> uh, very special Thursday uh, in the craft beer New York scene. Tons, tons of releases to talk about, man. We got we got a lot going on in this show. Um, going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about stuff from Innerborough. We're going to be talking about stuff from Big Alice. We're going to be talking about stuff from Single Cut, from uh, LIC Beer Project, um, and Finback. And Finback. And intermittently, you're going to hear a baby in the background. Uh, it's all part of the <laughs> beer, t- <laughs> beer today, beer tomorrow. You know, they say the cat's in the bag. Right now, the, the baby's in the bag. Right. No, that's, <laughs> that's the cat, actually. The baby's over oh, there. Shit. <laughs> um, and we are uh, broadcasting live from uh, El Casa, Team Spanos. We got a lot going on. Let, let's jump right into it. We can. Um, we can talk about Big Alice. We'll start with them. We're uh, f- friends of uh, the Big Alice gang. Let me see that can. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> Pete's going to talk to you about the can really quick. I'll give you I'll give you what it was. It's called Date Night Bro, uh, 6.9% rich and roasty American-style stout brewed with coffee and donuts. So, Pete, what do you think about that can? Oh, it's a actually great artwork they did on here. You got New York's Finest um, with the, uh, the big stacks of Big Alice right behind them. Um, this was how much percent? Six point what? Six point nine. Six point nine for a stout. That's pretty low, no? Yeah. Usually you're, you're a little higher up there, I think. Um, you know they got the big uh, big donut around the A for Big Alice. You know, little tribute to the New York's finest once again, since they love donuts. Sure do. Uh, so this was brewed with coffee and donuts, which was actually kind of unique. Uh, never heard of that before. Um, you know, very interesting beer. Yeah, That's for sure. Uh, interesting backstory behind it. Uh, one of the brewers was with his, with his girl, and and um, in, in in the brewer lifestyle, there's not a lot of time in the day to do everything you need to do. So it was a Friday night, and their schedules aligned, and they were doing laundry, and I guess uh, something went down in the laundromat, and uh, the the cops were called, and one of the younger cops, favo, uh, favo, favo, one of the younger cops comes through and looks at the both of them, stares at stares at him, is like, date night, bro. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> That's that's where this name, uh, how this name was was birthed, um, and Big Alice. You can check them out at uh, BigAliceBrewing.com. They're a New York State farm brewery, which means every beer they make supports farmers, malsters, and beekeepers from Western New York. Beekeepers, the, yeah, the Finger Lakes, uh, which the ladies enjoy, Long Island, hey, and even right here in New York City. And they uh, they advise you to sit back, relax, and raise a glass to yourself because you're supporting more than your local brewery. Um, yeah, so shout out to Big Alice. We're going to move on, and um, we're going to get right into Pete. What are we drinking right now? So right now we have in front of us our overtime uh, Imperial IPA from Innerborough Spirits and Ales. Uh, this, um, so just because we talked about this other can, this can's actually kind of plain um, when you first look at it, but if you really look at this label, they give you pretty much all the different ingredients that they use to brew this beer. It even gives you the IBUs. Um, ABV and a couple other cool uh, little fun facts about this. But so uh, this is made with three different malts. You've got Pilsner, Wheat, and Vienna. Uh, for the hops, they have three as well. You have Galaxy, Citra, and uh, Motuka. Hope I said that right. And its uh, yeast is American Ale. Uh, this is actually pretty powerful, man. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's 10% ABV. 
Uh, it's uh, in the glass. It pours a, a hazy orange. Um, and definitely you can say uh, it, it, it's, it's got that dank smell. I mean, citrus, yeah. tropical fruits galore. Uh, it's a strong, mm. strong um, I don't get the tropical imperial. fruit myself, honestly. No? Mm-mm. I get a little bit of the uh, maybe a, maybe a, a little a little bit, but it's just this is just like you said, very dank, very hoppy. Just you know, it's a mouthful. It is, to say the least. It is, and it's got a little bitter kick, right? Um, at the end as well. Compared to the other stuff that we had from Interboro before, uh, when we actually went there, a lot of the stuff that I had there was very juicy, very flavorful, more balanced than this was. Um, not saying it's well, it's an imperial, so. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be super hoppy, very bitter, a lot more alcohol content. So it's going to kind of steer more towards in that direction uh, as opposed to like a session or just a, a single IPA. But um, but it's, it's actually good. I like yeah. it. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm definitely a fan. Uh, and um, so far, and I, I do enjoy this a lot. So far, though, my favorite from Interboro is still Mad Fat Fluid. Oh, my God. Mad Fat Fluid is... Um, one of the best beers I've had in in a while, long time. Um, especially in the, you know, New York scene comes up. Uh, these breweries here come up with a lot of good beers. Uh, that one's you know by far that that one's up there. Definitely. I mean, when I first got there and I ordered that, you know, I asked the bartender, um, you know, what do you suggest? And right away, that's what she said. I was like, all right, you seem very convinced that this is the one I need. And um, you know, after a couple of sips. You know, it was very different, like I said, like, you know, very balanced, like juicy, you know, full of flavor. Um, and it had so many different complex flavors in it that I felt like each step of like the tasting process, you couldn't realize, you can notice different things in it. In the beginning, it would taste it a certain way, you know, halfway through, it was a little different towards the end. It just, it was full of flavors. It was just, it was a really well-balanced beer and I was actually... Uh, Upset that I didn't pick up a bunch of cans like you guys did. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was it was a very well done beer. Uh, I know we had a couple of them uh, at the actual location, and then we had, um, yeah, I, I picked up a, a four pack. Darwin also he picked up he picked up a four pack. I gave you one, mm -hmm. uh, and I and I drank that one. Didn't make it to my house, but <laughs> yeah. we will talk about that. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But yeah, I'm glad I picked that up. I mean, uh, they're doing big things, and actually pretty. Excited to say, January 7th, we're going to be uh, doing a podcast and having uh, Jesse and the boys over there come on the show. We're going to be doing an on-site at Interboro. Um, and then... Um, so, question. Um, sure. Since you just mentioned Jesse, what's his backstory? I know it's a little uh, kind of intriguing where uh, where he's from originally. So, Jesse used to be with Other Half, which, as we know, is, I mean, you know, for the last... You know, since they hit the scene, they, they've been setting the play, the whole craft beer scene on fire. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, uh, the beer release is there. People are lining up in the morning for hours just to come in, and and they're they're a hot hot uh, trade commodity for those that are interested in, in trading beers, and and they make really good beers. And he was what one of the head brewers or the head brewer? Uh, he was one of the head brewers, I believe, and um, he branched out to do his own thing. And uh, you know he he has his 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 Interboro brand, and let me tell you, this is um, he's making some good stuff. I, I I can I can already tell that they're gonna put out stuff that's gonna rival other half. They're gonna rival a lot of people. I mean, you know, from what we had that one day where we were there, I was just blown away. I mean, you know, I know we always represent Queens to All the day. fullest. All day. But um, I mean, not for nothing. I mean, they're right up there with single cut and. And all these other guys in Queens right away, and they haven't even been on the scene that long. 
um you know the stuff they made like everything we had you know you had the stout over there i, I don't think i tr- I, don't, I didn't try the that stout. that was a nice stout it was yeah. a smooth clean like not a very heavy stout it was, it was very right. nice it was, i believe it was the approved stout uh and btbt does approve it, yeah it was, it was a good it was a good beer they had a lot of good ipas uh just everything there was tasty and and the uh the staff was very inviting and welcoming and uh you know we always love that um and i love that they play um uh, hip-hop underground old not hip-hop. A, a old school hip-hop all day all, all day, day night mm-hmm. yeah that was great i was every freaking song that came on was something else that was on our playlist at some point uh but so uh, we went through a lot today to try to get these beers for you guys um the journey started around what about four hours ago or so uh five more than that yeah five yeah, hours yeah. ago um and uh we met up here uh and you know helped you move some some junk out of here and yep. was dying to eat something but we had one goal and that one goal was to do what was to uh brewery hop and, and capitalize on these releases so so um on the 21st which was uh, at the time of this recording that would be yesterday um I uh, hit up Innerborough for the beer we're drinking now, plus a beer we're going to be drinking a little bit later in the show, which is halftime. By the way, another thing I love about these guys, so many of their beers are named after, uh, you know... Song lyrics. Song lyrics or song names. You got Mad, <clears throat> Mad Fat Fluid and Halftime are both from Nas' joint halftime off mm-hmm. of Illmatic. Um, and then, you know, th- there's there's uh, the next episode... Um, and then there was another one which I'm which I'm blanking on right now, but it was a it was an base old, in your face, base in your face, yeah, which is uh, uh, um, I believe a Public Enemy. Not that one was really good. That was one of my favorites there. That and and Mad Fat Fluid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, so so yes, I hit up Interbrew real quick just about Interbrew. They're um, you know they're at 942 Grand Street in Brooklyn. Uh, they're currently Brooklyn's only craft brewery and distillery. They offer uh, nine beers on tap, plus a gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. Hey, get it right. Hey, gin and tonic featuring their proprietary gin, Goodwin Hill. Uh, they got a lot of interesting things going on there. Definitely, definitely check them out. Um, from um, Innerborough, so then we met up today, and we started our journey at Single Cut, Pete. Yeah, we did, and we almost had a mini heart attack when we got there, and it looked like they were closed. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, but, you know, lucky enough, we got there and they were actually open. Uh, walked in. A little bit of a line. I'd say, what, about five, six people in front of us? Give or take. Yeah. Something like that. But that was literally like at 4.04. Four, yeah, we we got there right after they opened and the camera release uh, began. Um, Shout out to Action Bronson. Yeah, Dan was there. Um, you know, we talked to him for a little bit. He, um, you know, invited us back to do a podcast eventually one day. So hopefully in the near future, you'll be hearing us uh, live from Single Cut in Astoria, Queens. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we picked up a little bit of everything, picked up some, uh, uh, bonbon and, uh, what was the other one called? We uh, got to get it right. Cause we got it wrong before. Yeah. The other one is Jim is working hard, yes. which is a brand new session IPA, 4.6% ABV. That's in, I believe that's like a, 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 a nod to a, a kiss song or a line in a kiss song. Um, got a lot of love for single cut. They're uh, right at 1933 37th Street in Astoria, New York. They're literally, you know, maybe five, six blocks from where I grew up in Astoria. Yeah, run the same block as uh, Walbaum Park where we used to play ball. Yeah, yeah, <clears> used <throat> to ball there. Walbaum's no longer there. I guess now it's best yet park, but we used to play yeah, ball it's right. Walbaum's Park, fuck that. It's Walbaum's Park for life. That's, yeah, literally we used to ball right, you know, next to the building. Um and uh, you know they, they're known in my mind. They're known. They make a lot of good beers. Um, there's there's several different types of beers, but for me, it's their IPAs and double IPAs. What they're known for. Yeah. Um, they make a lot of good ones. 
a lot, a lot of good ones. They had a couple uh, nice sours, um, but the IPAs just just hit it home. I mean, they fucking kill it with everything they make. Kim uh, was good. Kim was a nice sour. Kim was all right. Yeah, yeah, that was the one I was thinking about. But my two favorite from them as far as the overall is the Bonbon, which I'm excited because that's the first time that's ever been canned. Right. And we got our hands on that today. And then Softly, Softly Spoken, Spoken Magic, Magic Spells, Spells, which is You know crazy. what? I, I was so wrapped up in the whole can release thing and just getting these cans and hitting the next one and hitting the next one that I completely forgot that I wanted to get a growler of Softly Spoken if they had it. Which, oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm a I little sad see, about that. I didn't even see if they were if they had that on tap. We, we didn't even look because right when you walked in, there was the little podium they had where they were selling their cans from and the bar was to the left about maybe, what, five, ten yards or so. So we didn't even bother looking. We talked to Dan real quick. Um, bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then we, you know, got our stuff and got the hell out of there. We were a little nervous because LIC Beer Project was releasing their can or cans the same exact time as single cut. So we wanted to make sure that uh, we weren't late uh, and, you know, God forbid, miss out on anything that they had to offer because they were canning one of our favorite beers of all time from them, which is party crashes party crash yeah and they had a um so they, they did um which which a lot of you know it's kind of new for me at least they they had a pre-sale uh where you could pre-order um certain amount of cans um and then after that and that pre-sale went quick and there was there was basically a hundred uh cases of each of the beers they had there which is party crasher and samo uh and P party crasher this is the session samo i believe is the imperial and um, so, yeah, we, we were definitely in a rush to get down there. I'll tell you what, man, it's a happening vibe down there. That place, what was it like? It was just after five and that place? Not even. Not even five. It was, it was packed. a little bit earlier. And yeah, they, they were packed. Well, they had their, their holiday party going on, right? Their holiday party <clears> was going to be at seven, uh, seven o'clock there. And okay. I'm sure a lot of the... Uh, and it looked like the party was already happening when we got there, honestly. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of the brewers, uh, a lot of different folks from the different breweries are probably going to be, be swinging through there tonight. Yeah, yeah, they always show love to each other. I'm sure Flint from Rockaway will be over there. Dan from Single Card and all these guys will definitely make their way out there. I wish we could have actually done that. That would have been pretty cool. But too bad we have to work tomorrow. So instead, we just picked up massive amounts of beer and we're sitting in your living room pretty much and just drinking away talking about hey, it. Hey, I, I think we, we we deserve this after all the hours you put in to knock hey, down these beers. Cheers to that. Give cheers to that. And you know what? Our fans deserve this. Yes, they so, do. Cheers to you motherfuckers out there. All right? Okay? I mean, our livers aren't going to really appreciate this tomorrow, but no, fuck it. Neither are our waistlines. But hey, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to pioneer this new uh, drinking excessively yet still working out to balance yourself out of right. the program. So more on that to come. Um, we should drop like a, a workout video. We should. <clears throat> the fucking like the workout the, that I was telling you about before, we just incorporate that with some beer. Yeah, done. And honestly, I gotta send that to you. And then you gotta, you know, yeah, we, we seriously we could. I mean, you we could be like a healthy. See, the thing is with beer, you can do it, but just like with anything else, you can't overdo it. And our right. problem is we, when we drink, we overdo it. Yeah, now, this moderation week, is not in our vocabulary. No, and this week is a wash because <laughs> I had a beer. I, I just had one beer yesterday. I had to try the halftime when I got in because I picked it up. But you know, we're drinking tonight. Um, set Christmas Eve, I'm going to be drinking probably like all day. <laughs> uh, Christmas Day, I'm probably, you know, the, the What's night of Christmas plans? Day. What's their plans? What are you doing for Christmas Eve? So Christmas Eve, uh, typically what we do every year, we go to my sister's place in, in, um, in Nassau County. We, uh, you know, my parents are going to be there. That's predominantly going to be probably a wine day because my dad kind of, you know, when we, him, when, when we all get together, he kind of busts out like he, he's got the high quality wines. So that's always a really nice Is thing. Is he more of a red wine drinker or a little bit of both? 
He's everything. Like yeah. he, he likes the reds. He <clears throat> likes the white wines. He likes champagnes. He likes port. And he he's like basically how we really love beer. He really loves wine. Right. And he's just has way like decades more. We should do a uh, wine podcast with your dad one day. We can. We certainly can do that. We can actually uh, uh, when we go out to uh, do Long Ireland that weekend. Maybe we could do a double podcast. So Long Ireland and Riverhead uh, in the new year, we're we're going to be hitting them up and doing a show at their brewery. And uh, we could probably knock out two shows in that weekend. Yeah, we're gonna be wasted, but we can completely. We can power through these things, and I have faith in us. Yeah, I have faith in us too. So, um, so all right. So going back to the uh, the trip we made. Yeah. Um. So we we made it to LIC. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we got there with plenty of time to spare. We you know ran in. We picked up a couple of cases or a couple of uh, four packs of everything. Yeah. And shout and out then, to uh, Gage from Beer Menu. Yeah, we ran into a couple of people that we know, which has been happening a yeah. lot lately. And from NYC, NYC Craft. Right. Ran into both of them. Haven't seen Gage since uh, Queens Beer Week, since the launch party. Right. Yeah. We, I, I don't remember seeing him again since then. Uh no, no, no. And then, and we just happen to see everywhere now. She is at every beer event in in uh, Queens and Brooklyn. So you know, we our plan was just to you know pick up beers from everywhere and just head out. But of course, knowing us, we had to stop and grab one. We did, we did, we did. Holding a a, a cardboard uh, box full of beers, we had um, higher higher burning. Which uh, was an IPA, right? Which was a hell of an IPA. That was that was really, really nice. good. Yeah, that was really really nice. So you know that was pretty much our our main goal was to just hit both places. But then we figured, what the hell, we're in Long Island City, might as well uh, hit up Big Alice. And they were right, <clears throat> you know, hop skip still, five minutes away. away. Yeah, hit you up, know, hit up Big Alice. Man. Ran in there, ran into uh, Josh. Yep. We hope, um, you know, hung out with him for a few minutes, and then. Uh, you know, you said uh, Finback had released uh, a few cans not too long ago. Finback had their release on the tenth, and they actually um, they released a bunch of stuff. They released the 2016 uh, BQE, which is a 10% Imperial Stout with uh, notes of chocolate and coffee. And this one was aged in bourbon barrels, so it was kind of co- creating a little bit of a buzz. They they ran out of that quick. Um, they also had a miasma, 7.2% black IPA, malty mm. with notes of chocolate, smoke and rye. It's dry hopped with Waimea and Falconer's Flight. They also had a parallelogram, which is an ABV of 6.7%, which is their Belgian-style IPA. Um, floral notes along with some bubblegum, lemon citrus on the nose and tongue. Uh, dry hop with Simcoe and Laurel. And then we had what we picked up, which is Oscillation 7. In Oscillation, they have a rotating series of hops. Um, in each one, so each one's a little bit of different, which which is kind of cool, and uh, we'll 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 get into that one a little bit more when we get to it. But that's uh, basically a ABV of eight point four percent. Wow. Um, and and again, I'm I'm interested in, in seeing how that goes. Yeah, um, I mean that that was uh that was the only place that was a little bit of pain to get to, considering where we were. So much traffic. Yeah, I mean, good thing we had to kind of come this way anyway. So uh, it took us like fucking what 40, 45 minutes. With all that right. traffic, most of it through side streets, uh, but it was worth it. You know, it was our first visit ever to Finback. Uh, nice little setup they have there. I like the way the tasting room looks. Uh, and then um, I don't remember the guy's name. Do you? Oh no, no. But but he actually he knows. Uh, he, you really shout out the Twitter handle, right, or the the um, IG? Yeah, I, I look for it. But he he was a friend of Darwin, um, and um, you know, and now we're all kind of social media friends. But uh, we just officially met him today. He was cool. Um, hooked us up with um, the first uh, 
first beer that we had. Yeah, it gave um, us a little flight of that, and then uh, we stayed for another one. And uh, and then we just picked up our isolation, and we decided that we finally need to get some food. So yeah. we uh, we decided to order a ton of food from the uh, the local Panera Bread uh, right around the corner, pretty much. Stocked up on that, made our way back here, stuffed our face, and here we are, pretty much. Absolutely. And um, just trying to cycle through the social media, see if I can find his name. I couldn't. I noticed uh, Darwin is is uh, at the LIC Beer Project uh, party. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, so we're we're there in uh in we're spirit. In, in spirit, yeah. Beer today, <laughs> beer tomorrow. Um, yeah. So we 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 hit them all up, and even though even though that we're not, uh, you know, we weren't there for the release for Finback, but hey. We're, you know, better late than never. Uh, so that was a hell of a journey for us today. We hit up four breweries, um, two of which released today. One, and, and then um, Finback re- released on the 10th. And then uh, yesterday, you know, Interboro released. So uh, we have really fresh beers here, which is a great thing. And uh, I think we're ready to move on to our next. So, Pete, what are you, uh, you going to grab for us? I think we're going to grab the, uh, the Bon Bon Double IPA. Oh yes, I can't wait to. Um, I really can't wait to try that. Um, had it many times in the past. Like I said, never had it canned. So curious to see um, how that pl- flavor profile profile will be affected in the can. It's super super fresh, um, and I'm super super excited about having this. Just kind so, of cleaning our glasses out here in between uh, in between beers here. For those that, that don't know what our plan was for the evening. Uh, we're starting off with the the uh, hoppier, higher alcohol uh, double IPAs first, working our way down to your single IPAs, and then we're going to finish off with a couple of sessions. So uh, this first round is going to be a little rough for us, but I think we'll make it. I think we'll make it too. Uh, and the Bon Bon, basically it's an 8.2% double IPA. Again, like I said, available in can for the very first time. Uh, it's citrusy. It's a piney fruit bomb. I mean, it melts oh my God, a smooth so taste with a, with, a, with a nice little bitter kick at the end. I mean, it's really uh, a terrific um, double IPA, and it really embodies, in my mind, that signature, uh, the signature style of, of single cut as far as their diapers go. And um, I love it. I love it. I, I'm a huge, huge fan. I really can't wait to um, to try this. I mean, it's so, so good. Uh, and uh, quick, quick little notes uh, for for the new year that I wanted you guys to know. So we got a lot of new things coming up in 2017. Like I mentioned, we got Innerboro uh, on the 7th of January. We also on February 4th we are going to be doing the New Jersey Beer Expo. Uh, that is put on by Starfish Junction Productions. We're, we're going to be uh, one of the official media sponsors. It's going to be at the Meadowlands uh, Center. Uh, at 355 Plaza Drive in Secaucus, New Jersey. So you're going to see some more uh, promotion around that on our website and our social media channels. Like I also mentioned, we're going to be uh, kicking it with uh, Long Ireland Brewery. And uh, they are at 817 Pulaski Street in Riverhead, New York, 11901. Uh, Greg Martin, there's the co-owner. He was on our show in the past. He appeared when we did the Long Island Beer Expo. He came on the show. Uh, we had a good time with him, and we wanted to kind of continue that conversation. So we're going to be hitting up Long Island, too. Uh, we're also going to be kicking it with Wartega. Wartega. One, yeah, Wartega, 3335th Street uh, in Brooklyn, New York, 11232. Uh, love the co-owner's name. Uh, he's, he's, a cert- he's a certified Cicerone and a recognized BJCP judge. 
His name is Merlin. Merlin. Merlin, yes. Gotta love that. And their tap room was opening in the early part of, uh, you know, well, late January uh, 2017, and uh, they want us to come down there, so we're just hammering out those dates, and there's a couple of others uh, that's that's in the works that we'll mention as we get closer to... Um, to those dates so be on the lookout a lot of big things from beer today beer tomorrow uh this is going to be our, actually uh our last podcast of the year this is the last one Holy this, shit, that's right this is the last <clears throat> podcast of the year and i believe this is episode 12 yeah um and dirty dozen dirty dozen that's right and next week will be the final blog of the year and the blog is basically going to be a recap we're going to be talking to all the btbt family the 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 main btbt folks and then the um the goons we're going to be uh, doing kind of a retrospective of uh, a year a btbt year in review if you will um so that should be pretty dope uh gonna be kind of some some anecdotes some funny stories uh so lots of pictures stuff like that so so check it out but uh without further ado yeah i was gonna say i hate to cut you off but we get some fucking beer in front of us we do start drinking that shit up all right so guys this is the bon bon um it's a double ipa single cut and uh cheers 8.2 percent alcohol and this smells amazing oh it does I wish you guys could smell this. If we had podcasts and smell a vision, this would be great. Oh wow. Wow. Holy shit. So wow. we've had this before. Uh it's been a while. It's been a while, and I'll tell you what, it's different out of the can. Yeah. It's not like it was on tap, and it's not like it was in the bottle. It's no. slightly different. I'm not complaining though. No, no, I'm I'm not complaining at all. Uh love the little um TNT uh sticks on there. Um I really like these guys. Um, really, really, really like these guys. And basically what it says on the can here, it's created from their brewmaster's recipe, honed to perfection over the span of many years, an entirely original combination of Australian and NZ hops totaling 133 IBUs. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, they are um, awesome. And 133 IBUs? 133 IBUs. Right? 133 IBUs. And I love the note. Drink ASAP in a clean, wide-mouthed glass. Uh, <laughs> store cold and upright, unfiltered, pour carefully. Um, Oof. Yeah. Wow. Guys, this is... Uh, I might be done after this. Yeah. We, we started with the heavy ones. and uh, Oh, you fucked up. You, you fucked, fucked up. up. You fucked up. Um, man, this is a hell of a beer. I like it. By the way, uh, sidebar, Chelsea... 11 wins in a row. Oh, God, here we go. Um, going now against uh, uh, Bournemouth. Uh, they don't have Costa. Costa actually, per- like in the Premier League, the way it works, if you accumulate a certain amount of yellow cards in a certain time span, then you automatically miss a game because they're trying to, you know, curtail dirty fouls or right, curtail, right. you know. So he knew that. And if you watch the game, like, and this isn't something new, some other players have done this in the past, but he purposely. Just didn't foul him bad, but it was a purposely foul that he knew he'd get a yellow, so he'd get it off for Christmas. Stop. So, yeah, so he did that, and he's off for Christmas. But we're not going to hate on him because he's a lead leaguer, um, the league leader in goals scored. Wow. And we're trying to renegotiate a contract with him to keep him there for the rest of his career. He's been absolutely on fire, so we can't, we can't blame him. So he'll be missed. So are they playing Christmas Day? No, but they're playing the day after Christmas. Ooh. And and so during the Christmas break, the EPL is loaded with games. I mean, that week, some teams are playing like twice that week. Um, you said you know, even three times? You say, yeah, even more. <clears throat> and so Chelsea, so there's a bunch of games uh, the day after Christmas, the 26th. 
uh, and Chelsea will be on against Bournemouth. Bournemouth is actually doing a little bit, I guess you could say a little better than, than expected. It, it's certainly a winnable game. It's a game that Chelsea should win, but no Costa and no N'Golo Kante, who was a new pickup from Leicester City, and he was probably, honestly, a lot of people talk about Vardy and Mares, but Kante was... The, he he his defensive work in the midfield was superb and he's going to be missed so but Chelsea have enough players and enough class and style I think they should pull this out and by the way their coach uh, is actually the first coach in EPL history to kind of take over a team and win this many wins in a row wow um, so it's been and and now they're they're really uh, breaking some ground and the good thing is the teams two and three Liverpool and Manchester City have to play each other and Chelsea, basically, the next two games, I don't want to say easy because there's no game that's easy in the EPL. Right. But, um, you know, this is they're, they're in a good opportunity. And if they keep winning, that they're almost at a place where they can afford a slip-up, you know, down the line because they're creating a lot of distance between them. So I'm excited about that. I'm definitely going to be watching some soccer. I'm off all next week. So that's awesome. That'll be dope. Hey, well, I guess um, something that we don't really talk about that often on uh, the sports section of this is football. I mean, we're going into... Uh, I think the last week, two, second to last week of the season, uh, where in fantasy, it's actually the championship game uh, if you made it that far. So nice. this is actually the last round of the playoffs. I unfortunately got knocked out in the first round in one league Ooh. with Tom. Uh, and then last week. It's your money league? Uh, that was the big money league. But we actually did really well uh, week by week. Like if you score the highest points, you win some money, which we did about three or four times. And also just for making the playoffs, you get money. So it wasn't actually as costly of an investment as it normally is. It costs us like maybe a hundred something dollars now, when it normally like last year costs us eight hundred, uh, six hundred and like eighty dollars. Oh wow! So, um, so you know it is what it is. And then in my league that I'm in, I just had a bunch of injuries out of nowhere. Um, I actually had an injury plague team all season. Uh, if you remember anything about football, I don't know if you know who Jamal Charles is. Mm -hmm. One of the best running backs in the game. I drafted him in the third round. He didn't play a game for me all season. Uh, and then, you know, who Des Bryant is from the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. He didn't play for the first eight weeks in my league, and I was undefeated the whole time. Wow. Missing those two guys. That's pretty <clears> crazy. Um, Cowboys I, having a hell of a season, by the way. Yeah, we had Ezekiel Elliott, their uh, rookie running back in my other league. Uh, so in this league, I only lost two games all season. Uh, one or two, maybe both of them were the same, to the same guy, actually and then who do i end up playing in the playoffs same guy the same guy he beat you three times he barely made it to the playoffs he squeaked in with like a like a 500 record or like a game over 500 um and then in the midst of everything towards like the end of the season i lost aj green who's one of the best wide receivers in the game uh and then on my bye week because i had the second best record in the league so i didn't have to play last week uh one of my best running backs um Melvin Gordon from San Diego went down, done for the year. Oh shit! So I ended up with a lot of you know injuries, and uh, he had he had a couple of good guys uh, that went off on me last week. So I ended up losing by like 25, 30 points, something like that. So it is what it is. Uh, first year that I actually went uh, this deep into the playoffs in football, so that was pretty cool. Um, and uh, Giants are actually playing right now. Uh, this game is uh, kind of do or die. If they win, they guarantee the playoff spot. If they lose. They need a couple of things to happen in order uh, to get in. Right. You know, somebody lose here and somebody else win, whatever, whatever. So um, and then, uh, you know, I always got to talk baseball. Do it. Uh, so Mets really haven't done much uh, in the way of like making any crazy moves in the offseason. You know, they did uh, bring back Neil Walker on a one year arbitration contract uh, where he's making way too much money. 
Uh, anybody who um, takes the arbitration um, deal makes $17.2 million for one season. Wow. Yeah. Which for he, one season? For one season. And uh, he's, he's coming off of, uh, I think, a back injury. So that's something I really wasn't a big fan of. But um, then Bartolo Colon is gone. Uh, I think we talked about that once. We did. And um, and now the Mets are actually working on getting rid of one of their outfielders, either Jay Bruce or uh, Curtis Granderson, because uh, we have way too many right now. You've got four guys that should be starting with only three spots to fill. So uh, once they brought Cespedes back, which is the biggest move of the season uh, so far, um, you know that was one solidified position. You have Michael Conforto, who's going into I think his uh, second full season. A uh, big prospect that we had, uh, kind of had a sophomore slump last year, so we're looking for a bounce back season from him. But he got, he's got 25, 30 home run potential right there. And you've got Grandison who hit over 30 last year, and Jay Bruce who hit over 30 last year. Jay Bruce had 25 home runs with like three months left in the season, but then came to the Mets wow. and bombed completely. So they're trying to off him on somebody. Both of them are in the last year of their contract, so whoever they can get for them is, you know, it's an added bonus. So. Uh, and then other than that, I mean, you know, baseball is going to be uh, starting up a little earlier this year with the World Baseball Classic, which is kind of their little version of the World Cup of baseball. Pretty yeah. much happens th uh, every three years. Uh, this year, as always, Dominican Republic is going to be the team to beat because they always are. They haven't lost. They've won eight games in a row. Yeah. I think dating back till 50 Dominicans deep. Yeah. They no, no socks on. Nothing. They play with freaking milk cartons on their hands. Hey. Whatever gets it done. Exactly. So, um, you know, you're looking at them, United States, and usually Japan, three best teams usually right? out there. Everybody else is usually, you know, pretty scrubby. By the way, at the moment, the Giants are losing to the Eagles. Oh, they're the Eagles, too. 14-6 to six, Ooh. Uh, in the second. Um, that's dope. That, that, that's really cool. And uh, I can actually tell you, I already bought my season opener, season tickets opener for... Uh, NYFC, NYCFC? Yeah, NYCFC. Say that got, three times fast. NYCFC, NYCFC. No, they got the... Um, <laughs> They got the home opener going. They're selling these these um, uh, discounted tickets, so it was a good deal. You get hats too. So we're gonna see. Um, I was contemplating season tickets, but it's too crazy with the kids um, to go all that. So I usually go to the games with with uh, my two boys and uh, my pops, and uh, we're looking probably to do the home opener and then uh, maybe a nine game plan. Got to support the local team. There's actually a, a lot of rumors of where they'll end up next, and it'll be a few years before it happens. But there is a chance. That uh, they could end up, they could build a stadium in Flushing Meadow Park. Um, you know, small chance, but there is a chance because so they only have like a, a small contract to play in the Bronx right now. Well, so right, they're they're owned. They have a couple different owners, but the the bigger the biggest constituents is Manchester City and the Yankees. So um, you know, it's right now they play in Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium is is obviously it's a baseball stadium. Mm -hmm. It's not set up for soccer. It's it's incredibly narrow. It's the most narrowest field in the MLS, uh, and that's not you know you want width when you're playing soccer. You right. want them you know you need that. So that's crazy. So their dimensions are actually different on when they play home games than when you play anywhere else. Yeah, well that's a uh, that's an American thing, unfortunately. I mean you don't get that many other places. I was gonna say like shouldn't there be like a set rule on how wide and how long a field should be? I don't know the, the particulars and the specifics, but I would imagine because they were growing it here and they had to borrow you know the, like. Uh, even even the the Red Bulls, the Red Bulls have their own stadium in Harrison, New Jersey, which is a pretty nice stadium. It's a specific soccer stadium, which is really dope. 
even though if you're an NYCFC fan and a Red Bulls fan, you hate each other, blah, 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 blah whatever the fuck. But they um, they have a really nice stadium. Before that, when they were the Metro Stars, they, they played at the Meadowlands. They shared the arena, you know, what I mean? and it's just, it's, it's tough. So I think, I think basically, like, American Soccer Federation was basically like, we need to get this off the ground, so. Just do what you got to do, do what we figure it do. out. And you know what, for, to their credit, they're growing. They're, um, more teams are being added now. They're doing an expansion draft. There's a couple of new teams, Atlanta and I think one other. And uh, the ratings are pretty good. Um, and some of these stadiums, to be like in the Midwest, like Seattle, like they do really great attendance numbers. Really? Like, they're getting really good numbers. And even NYFC. I went to a couple of games where they had over 20,000 people there. Holy shit. Yeah. That's not bad. No, no. So we'll see where it goes. Support local soccer and all that good stuff. Yeah, maybe I'll start getting into some of that. I'm trying to broaden my horizons, especially well, you, when... Uh, you're a big Stoke City, man. Come on, Stoke City. Stoke, Stoke, Stoke City. City. Um, Aaron Outich, that's your boy. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Um, Actually, you were a PSG fan, but now your boy Ibrahimovic plays for Manchester United. Ooh. Changed the game. So, that'll probably never happen. Oh, actually, no. I, I watch it on... Uh, a lot of times, Saturday mornings, there's some games on, which is awesome, because really, what sports are on Saturday mornings ever? EPL. So instead of cartoons, I can watch that. There you go. Um, you know, so I'm getting to that. And then, you know, when baseball season's over, you know, I'm not really a big football fan unless I'm like into the fantasy. Uh, and now recently I got into hockey a little bit, uh, hey. which is your hoser. Um, so that's, in, you know, it's interesting. We're watching the Rangers a little bit. To me, it's so similar to hockey in a way. I, I, they're both very fast paced. Um, what is? Hockey and, and soccer. Hockey and soccer. Okay. You know? Uh, low scoring for the most part, you know, except for like some days, like the other day, the Rangers got demolished seven to two, but playing the Penguins, they're like the best team in their uh, in their division. They're actually number one and two, back and forth. So you know, um, you know, it's it's a very grueling sport, and um, they take a beating. You know, even with 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 soccer, I mean, they fucking take each other out left and right, and you know, yeah. these guys are slamming each other into boards and all types of shit. Um, but it's actually, you know, like I said, it's kind of similar. It's, I probably why I didn't like either one of them for a long time, because they weren't very, you know, scoring-driven sports. Not like baseball is too much, but it is more than the, those two. And football definitely is, and basketball was. And so now it's interesting, trying to broaden the horizons and kind of get into these a little bit more. Well, the interesting thing about soccer for me, it's it's not so. So there are some high-scoring games, but it's like the effort that goes into Ooh. breaking down eleven other guys. And scoring, like that's really what what the game is about. It's it really is like, like chess. Um, but um, yeah, so I mean, uh, switching back gears, I know we went a little on, on a sports rant for a little bit. Um, Want to talk about movies for a little bit? Uh, uh, seen any interesting movies uh, as of late? Ah, Sausage Party. How I want to <laughs> see that. Kevin saw that. I, I, um, how is that? It was fucking hilarious. So just picture if like they made animation out of us and made us into like weird foods like what food do you think you might be oh god um meatballs <laughs> i would just go with like a with a taco or an enchilada or some shit like that it's actually funny they actually had a taco in the movie it was a girl and she was like a closet lesbian <laughs> and she kept trying to have sex with the main character or the female main character on the low but nobody would get it uh but you got seth rogan and like that whole cast of people yeah. that you know that he usually works with, you know he's the he's the main character. He's a hot dog. Yeah. Um. So they all think that, um, that humans are like gods, right? Yeah, it, it's a whole play. It's actually a, um, a satire on religion. 
basically right. what the what the movie is. So they think that all you know that that they're all gods, and when they come in, when they buy you, and they take you out, you've just been freed. Yeah. So everyone's always excited. They try to get picked. They try to get picked, and there's just one uh, food item. I don't remember what it was. Uh, it was something in a jar. That's all I remember. So somebody brought him back. So he got to see the outside world, and he got to see what really happens, and he notices that they actually fucking eat you. So he comes back in, and he's all, like, like homicidal, and, like, he's just losing it. He's screaming at everybody. He's like, you guys don't understand. He's like, no. He's like, he's like so somebody picks him out, out of the shelf with everything else, and he freaks out. He gets up in front of everybody, starts telling them, like, you guys don't know what's going to happen. You guys are all dead. You're all dead. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like, relax. He's like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm like, he climbs to the top of the shopping cart, and he's just like, I'm finally free. And he jumps off, and he kills himself. <laughs> And they all think that he just lost his mind. And he was like, he went rogue or whatever. And then, um, and that's pretty much, you know, that's the the basis of it. Uh, but it, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, I honestly, um, I didn't pay attention to the whole movie. I, I watched it, but like, as I was kind of doing other stuff, because it wasn't like a real serious movie. You want to really sit down and watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it was really, really fucking funny, dude. Like, you have to check it out. He's a funny motherfucker, Seth Rogen. Yeah. He really is. He really is. Just a joke. Oh, yeah. So, so it's uh, him. And then he has a thing for the hot dog bun. <laughs> so it's the hot dog and the hot dog bun. And they keep making jokes about how he's finally going to slide his hot dog inside of her bun. <laughs> and he finally, awesome. oh, and then the way it ends at the very end, it turns to a massive orgy. So all the food is having sex with each other. <laughs> it was insane, dude. You have, if I can pull that up later, there's got to be a way to just pull up like the last yeah, yeah. end of it. There's just like a massive orgy with like tacos, hot dogs, <laughs> like all types of shit. It was like, fucking hilarious. hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I, I um the last movie, I, I, so I, I, you know, me and Rachel, we don't get out to the movies that often, so we'll try to check what's on TV. So the last movie I saw, I was a little iffy about. It. I'm late on this, but um, the Hateful Eight by Quentin Tarantino. Okay. It was like two hours, forty five minutes. Um, really good cast. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Kurt Russell. Um, Tim Roth, a couple of other um, pretty good, pretty good actors in it, and it was like the first half of the movie. I'm like, wow, this is pretty dope. It's, a, it's like set in the Wild West, and Samuel Jackson basically he fought for the North, and now he's a bounty hunter, and he runs into another bounty hunter, which is played by Kurt Russell, and Kurt Russell has like this this woman captured, and he's basically trying to get to this town, um, and he's he's got to um, you know he's going to turn her in for the bounty and kill her. Um, and, and so they get, to, they, they get to this halfway point, I guess, or pretty close and there's a big blizzard and they have to stop. And that's basically like up until that point, it's really interesting. Right. And then I feel like it just kind of gets over the top and like, I don't want to give away too much, but right. like, you know, like there's a scene where like he's trying, Samuel Jackson trying to make like a Confederate, um, g a former Confederate general reach for his gun first. So he has justification to kill him. So he starts telling him how like he tortured his son and made his son blow him. So, <laughs> oh my so that God. He can, he can fucking make him grab his gun and then he shoots. So, you know, I, I had mixed feelings about it. Like 45 minutes in, I'm like, yo, this is really dope. Another really good Tarantino film. But when the movie ended, I was like, eh. Kind of lost you at some point there, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine Tarantino's probably a really interesting, off the wall, wacky motherfucker in yeah. real life. Yeah. But he uh, looks it. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, so, uh, do you guys want to you, you want to get back to the beer? You want to have one more beer um, for for uh, for our audience here? One more. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, uh, shit. What are you thinking? So, okay. So, we, we got a couple of options Ooh, here. Ooh. I already know. Don't, Do you really? Oh, yes. You, you know, know what it happen. is. So, I think we're going to move away from the, from the doubles. And I think we're going to move towards a session. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, if I know my buddy Pete, which I think I do, I think we're going to be going um, to LIC Beer Project for the uh, next part of our journey. And I think we're going to be drinking a Party Crasher. And uh, here it is. Party Crasher, 5.5%. It's a double dry hopped. Um, they call it an IPA. It's, it's, it's kind of a session. So good. Uh, Citra, Mosaic hops. Oh, uh, yes. It's, it's quite possibly the best beer um, that we've had from them, um, and it's fantastic. So I'm going to finish the very last bit of my bonbon here. Excuse me for I. one second. Cheers. 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 Mm-mm. Bitch. So good. So good. Oh, man. Rachel took our water, so we're not going to be able to clean out our cups. Ah, that's fine. But, um, oh, we're, we're both banging one of these? Yeah, let's, I figured let's since both we're going to finish out. off with that. Let's both bang it out. Um so, wow. yeah, that that was good. That was good. So, again, you know, here we are. This is the last podcast of the year. Uh, we got a lot more exciting stuff planned for you guys for 2017. So, everyone who's been supporting us, man, we appreciate your love so much. Um, you know, we're going to keep doing a thing. We're going to keep posting on, on our social media sites, keep doing our weekly blogs. We're trying to move to a consistent bi-weekly format for the podcast. So you're going to be hearing us more often. And please listen, comment, give us your feedback, spread the word, let us know, you know, tell people about us. Um, we're all about uh, collaborating and growing this, this our love for craft beer and, and doing that with all of you. So please, www.beertodaybeertomorrow.com. Uh, our podcasts and blogs are on the website. Our podcasts are also on iTunes. They're on uh, Podbean. And, uh, you know, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're, we're, we're very active on all of those channels. So, uh, listen. Especially today. Especially today. today. Oh, we, we've been tweeting like motherfuckers today. So... Oh yeah, Pete is uh, is opening up that uh, delicious, delicious LIC beer project. Careful, um, some in there. Oh, so essentially, it's an American two-row Vienna malt and Brit with British oats, double dry hop with citra mosaic and nugget, five point five percent alcohol. We're banging sixteen ounces right now. LIC beer project, and again, these guys are at thirty-nine twenty-eight twenty-third Street, Long Island City, Pete's old hood, mm-hmm. New York triple one hundred one. Um, man, do they uh, make a fine, fine beer? Party Crash. We haven't had this for a while. We had it at, at the Queen's Beer Week. Oh my God, this looks so beautiful. It does. And then we had it again when we visited uh, the brewery, and that was actually a night out when it was um, it was me and and uh, Rachel and you and actually and, and Regina and yeah. uh, and I think Darwin as well. Darwin was there. And um, <clears throat> you know we we started that night at Rockaway and then went to LIC and um, man, love it. I can't I can't wait to um, try this. So I think we need a little moment to enjoy this. Yes, yes. Look at the, the color. Wow. Nice. How like, would you describe that? The pour. It's it's hazy. It's a little hazy. Like nice little. I would say a little yellow. It's like a yellowish, hazy orange. Very good head retention. I mean, who doesn't love head, right? Mm. I mean, look at that. Um, and let's see, little little sniff. You know, a little scratch and sniff. Let's check that out. Okay. 
I gotta taste this. God, yes. Uh, And here we are. Here we go, Pete. Tell the audience what you think, and I'm gonna take my taste. Oh my god. Now that's got the the citrusy notes in there. Very citrusy. Mm -hmm. Still a little bitterness, not too much. Uh, Especially coming from what we were just drinking. We went from extremely hoppy to this. Uh, But still has a lot of flavor going on. Yeah, this is... um, So it's it's kind of like like in between, right? I mean, people call it... People were calling it a session, kind of an IPA. And I noticed that's kind of... With the taking Big Alice out of the equation, I noticed that's kind of been the theme. Um, What's that? The dropping IPAs with a session. Um, yeah. which which I think is is actually kind of um, an interesting way to do it when you want to go heavy when you want to go light. Um, so full disclosure, we bought a lot of beer. Oh my god! When you get these types of beers from these local breweries, you need to drink them within one to two weeks from the time you get them. To be honest, for the maximum flavor effect, they're still good after that, but you need to drink them right away. Drink so it fresh. A lot of people are going to be getting beer for Christmas. Yes, yeah. There's going to be a lot of. Cri- I mean, if you guys could see my fridge right now and and Pete's car, holy Jesus shit. Craziness, craziness, lots of beers. Um, this was a fun day. Yeah, it was a, a long day, um, but I think it was well worth it. All the travel, all the time, all the effort we made. Um, definitely, definitely worth it. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, great beer, love the beer. Um, and uh, look, there's not much else to say. I mean, there's plenty of great beers. If you guys are in local, you, uh, I'm pretty sure if you act fast, they'll st- you can still get um, some LIC beers if you hit them up tomorrow or Saturday. Same with Single Cut, um, uh, possibly Innerboro as well, maybe even Big Alice. But um, guys, support local, drink local. Um, cannot wait for the new year and all the good, the goodness we're going to bring you, you know, these doses of dopeness that we're going to hit you off with, uh, lots of onsite, you know, lots of onsite events coming up. I mean, we're just going to do a fucking thing. Um, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's about it. I mean, we hope everyone out there has a very, very happy holidays, whether it's, uh, Christmas, you're celebrating Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. You know, uh, whatever the fuck else you celebrate, and just celebrate it, <laughs> celebrate it, enjoy it, enjoy the fuck out of it, uh, and you know we hope drink everyone responsibly. Has, yeah, yeah, definitely. By that I mean drink a lot, drink excessively, <laughs> and uh, you know enjoy what you drink. And uh, for anybody out there, listen, if you're curious about craft beers, hit up your local brewery. Go in, go in. These guys are knowledgeable. And even if you drink, if you're a Corona drinker, a Coors Light drinker, whatever it is, just go in there, tell them, look, I'm new to the craft scene. I want to try some new shit. You know, tell them what you like and they'll pair it up. Don't don't go for the extremes. So if you're listening to this and you're a Coors Light drinker, don't go to Single Cut and be like, hit me off with a TNT double IPA. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Worst mistake of your life. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. But go in there and tell them, look, I like this kind of beer. You know, they'll match it up as best they can, and that'll be your. It's like a gateway. Um, you know, it, it'll be your gateway into into new types of beers. And of course, if you're somebody who loves craft beers, I mean, jump all over this shit. You, you guys need to be drinking everything we drank today, uh, and and a ton of more beers we didn't even get to that are in our uh, fridge. Oh but um, so, <clears throat> you know. Real quick, just to recap here. So what we had today, we had the uh, uh, Big Alice Date Night Bro. We had the Interboro. Um, 
overtime double IPA. We had the single cut 2X TNT double IPA. And right now we're having the LIC um, Party Crasher. And uh, Pete, you want to rate these? You want to you rate these beers? Oh, do you really want me to do that? Oh, I want you to fucking do it. <laughs> Let's rate these beers. Well, who am I starting with? And what are we rating out of? This is what I need to know. We need a rating system. Okay, we, we're going to bang this ra- rating system real quick. So, we can, so and we I think this go. needs to be a picture, by the way. But... Um, I think from so, one to ten. Uh, yeah. Let Let's do one to ten, <clears throat> and uh, within its realm. Okay. So hmm. let's start in the order we had them. Let's start with Date Night, Bro, Big Alice. So compared to any other stout stouts had. I've had, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I've I've got to give it a three. This was uh, you know, I know I know what they were going for. Uh, but I think incorporating donuts into a beer was probably not a great idea. Um, you know, it, it worked well with the whole concept they were doing, you know, with the police and stuff like that. Because, you know, pigs love uh, donuts and coffee. On going, motherfuckers. Yep. Uh, but definitely didn't work out too well. You know, we love Big Alice. Normally they, they come through with, with some clutch stuff. Uh, but not not this time. I would agree. I, I I would agree. I, I was I was hoping for a little bit more, uh, from the perspective of, of a stout. I'm a big stout per, big stout guy. I mean, Pete Pete's not really into the stouts, but I am a big stout guy. I, I know how to enjoy one. Yeah, you but do. That was not enjoyable. Yeah, uh, I would have to agree. I would have to agree. So moving on from there, next one we had was overtime Innerborough. Um, I like. What did you think? I liked it. Um, you know, very. You know, it's a double or an imperial IPA, so it's overpowering. You know, it, it for the novice drinker, like you were saying earlier, it's really not what you want to start with. Uh, for us, you know, one of the first beers we started the night with, um, you know, it's, they're harder to drink. You know, that's something you really want to sip on uh, and enjoy, and which we did. Uh, but out of 10, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give this one an 8. Um, you know, if we were going, you know, point something, I would probably maybe go like 7.8. But I'm going to round up on this guy. I'm with you there. I'm going to round up to always sticking an eight too. And I really like what the guys over at Innerborough are doing. I'm really intrigued because, like I said, you know, we we had an IPA that was great. We had a double that was great. I had um, a stout that was really great. So I'm excited to see what these guys are going to do going forward. And I'm going to give this one an eight over time. Uh, I'm a fan. Uh, next up, uh, we have the single cut bonbon two X TNT IPI IIPA IIPA uh, II Captain. Uh, word up and what do you what do you, what did you give that Pete? Uh, honestly, I, I mean, I think it's uh, it's very similar in a lot of ways, and you know, a lot of the characteristics it had, um, you know, flavors. You know, for me with the doubles, it's uh, mostly the alcohol and and. And the bitterness that kind of overpowers everything, so it kind of masks any flavors that are really in there. Uh, so I'm gonna go and I'm gonna give it the same. He's gonna go an eight. If we were gonna go with uh, decimal points, I'd maybe give this one like an eight point one, eight point two, something like that. But we're gonna round down. Yeah, and I think again here it's not a cop out. We're just on the same page. I I agree. This is one of my favorite double IPAs. I really do enjoy this. I think it's a solid eight. Like you said, maybe you want to round round up with decimal points. You could. Um, I enjoy this. Um, and like I said, what was it was interesting with this? It was different, slightly different on tap, slightly different in the bottle, slightly different in the can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly a very heavy beer, sure. But it's a very enjoyable beer. 
And uh, last but not least, LIC Beer Project Party Crasher. I'll um, kick it off with this one. We're drinking this one right now. Very enjoyable beer. Um, again, certainly a little bit different than what I what I remembered. It's not the same as what, from it, the tap, but not, nothing really is. So we really can't, you know, hold that against it. It's just a mere can. It is, and also with these small brews, and, and, and you know that goes back. And this isn't a knock on anything. This is these are all you know. This is a really good beer, but but you know when you look at something like Budweiser, right? And and people, a lot of craft beer, you know the the craft savvy, so to speak, people knock it. Mm. And and personally, you know, it, it's not my cup of tea, so to speak, or it's not my glass of beer. But um, you know, you have a Budweiser in, and we've talked about this on the show before. But you have a Budweiser in fucking you know Kazakhstan. And you know you have one in in Astoria. It's it's the same Budweiser, right? You know, and that's impressive. And that and I think brewers, and craft even, brewers, yeah. will tell you that that's hard to even do for a small brewer or a local brewery to really mimic that same beer over and over time. It's not that easy. It's not easy. People think like, yeah, you can have recipes and things like that, but you know, any any variable can can change the flavor of the beer, and it could be close to it. But I guarantee you, you know, what we tasted back in April, May was, you know, a little bit different than what they produce today. Not saying that it was a bad beer at all. I think it's still phenomenal uh, out of the can. Um, it just, you know, it's it's not it's not what it was, but I still think uh, it's a really good beer. Agreed. So for this one, I mean. Now, remember, you're rating within the realm of so, so, it. So, right. so this isn't comparing to a stout or comparing to if, a double. If I'm comparing this to, if you want to classify it as a session, uh, got to be one of the best sessions that I think I've had in a long time. So, Agree. Agree. Um, and you if know. you classify it, now, it's a little hazy to me. But if, if you classify it as a session, I agree it's one of the best. If you classify it as an IPA. It drops down a notch or two. Um, for this one, I'm going to go and give it a decimal. Uh, because I think it's right in the middle for that class of beer. It's about an 8.5 to me. For a session, yes. For a session. Yeah, if we're rating this as a session, which most likely is, I mean, it's under 6%. Um, I would say 8.5. If, if you're trying to rate it as an IPA, uh, I would drop that down a little bit. But Yeah, I'd probably give it about a 7, 7.5. Yeah, but um, as a session, though, solid. Yeah, no, a very good beer. I mean, it's even... It still has some of the the characteristics of just your your regular IPA. You you can really get the hoppiness, the bitterness there, but it's it's more it's a cleaner, crisper beer. Something you could drink. I could drink fucking twelve of these right now, honestly. Night is young. Yo, I mean, I I can go to work whenever I want, right? Um, but it's you know it's it's that kind of beer. It's something you know, like I said, with the bonbon and the overtime. Those are beers you want to sip on. You really enjoy it and, you know, take your time drinking. Plus, you know, they're also very high in alcohol, so you don't want to get too trashed. Uh, but with, you know, a session, you know, lower in alcohol, you know, can consume these, you know, in rapid pace and probably be okay anyway. Uh, but, you we know, hope. Well, you know, if it was up to me and, and you had a couple of Coronas or Heineken's there or, um, or this, come on, like how can you – Oh no, there's no comparison. I mean, it's for me anyway. Um, if you're at a party or whatever, and 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 you got a case of Heineken's, and, and you know, there's nothing wrong with Heineken's. I mean, it's a refreshing light beer. They sponsor a lot of soccer events that I like. Hmm. I mean, I got nothing against them. <clears throat> but um, you know, if I'm at a party and I'm looking for flavor, I'm always gonna go craft. Right. I'm just always gonna. I mean, there's no to me. There's no comparison. But uh, and I'm going to be at a couple of uh, family related gatherings, but on my side and my wife's side coming up. So 
I am going to be um, drinking a lot of these beers over the next couple of days and certainly be be gifting people these beers over the next couple of days. Hey, these are some pretty damn good gifts, man. Honestly, if you look at some of the shit I actually bought people compared to the beers I have, I think I might want to change that up. Yeah, listen, I think the beers are better gifts than the regular shit. No, but we had some really good beers tonight. Uh, we have a solid lineup here and uh, really can't complain about anything. Well, except for, you know. Well, listen, Coffee we, and donuts. <laughs> listen, guys, uh, and that's it. I think that rounds out our last show of the year. Um, we had a great time this year. I mean, it wasn't a full year, but, you know, we, we uh, started probably around April when we started doing this thing. Our first podcast wasn't until the summer. So, like I said, what you can expect in 2017, uh, bi-weekly podcasts is what we're aiming for. We're going to continue with the daily posts, continue with the, with the weekly blogs, and we want to hear more from you guys. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. If there's breweries you want us to cover, events you want us to do, let us know. Expect a lot more big things in 2017. This is how we do when we do how we do. Uh, this is Team Spanos. This and is El Padrino. And uh, we are Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. And shout out to all of our fans. Shout out to all of our followers. Shout out to the BTBT goons. Shout out to Tommy Blue Eyes. Shout out to Mark Velasquez. Shout out to Kevin Jones. And shout out to Darwin. Uh, we hope everyone has a fantastic holiday, great new year. And yo, we'll check you guys in 2017. Peace. See you.